No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for listening and downloading. My name is Frank Salvato. Be sure to head on over to undergroundusa.com and sign up for our Substack. Come straight to you, circumventing the censors. Before we get into this morning's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder, wanted to double down on one of the points that we made in the first story. I am on record many times saying, I don't care about your sexuality. I don't care if you're gay, I don't care if you're trans, I don't care whatever you want to pursue to make yourself happy in that sphere. Have at it, be fulfilled, be who you are. I celebrate that. I want you to be happy. But I don't care for the aggressive activism that sees trans protesters punching women who've been directly affected by that movement in the face, physically assaulting her. I'm talking about Riley Gaines in San Francisco. That's a step too far. It's one thing to say, hey, accept me for who I am. Please recognize this. It's absolutely another thing that says you have to not only accept me, but you have to celebrate it every second of your life and include it in everything you do every second of the day. That's bullshit. Your right to throw a punch ends where my nose begins. That's what individualism is all about. That's what freedom is all about. And when you start castigating people because they don't march in lockstep with your ideology, then you're the asshole. Again, it's one thing to say, hey, try to understand who I am and accept me for who I am. It's quite another to say, you've got to get into my parade and march down the street with me and advocate and believe in every single thing I believe in. Otherwise, you're a bigot. You're a homophobic. You're a xenophobic. That kind of bullying used to be abhorred by the people on the radical left. It used to be rejected and condemned by the people on the left in the mainstream. I don't see that happening today. And as far as the feminist movement, the women's movement, the Me Too movement, you have men identifying as women who are coming into things that you fought for for almost a hundred years, destroying it for biological women. Where the hell are you to say, hey, that's not right? If you're not honest enough with yourself to understand that the biological differences between biological males and biological females are there, that differences are there in the muscle structure, in the the physical structure. It's just real honest science. If you're not honest enough to be able to say and recognize that, then how do you expect me to accept and recognize what you would like me to recognize? The street has to go both ways. It can't always just be your way or no way at all, or you burn it down. That's what a three-year-old does. So right now, the whole trans movement, if you people do not take control of your movement so that you are not so far over the line, people are afraid to speak, then you are the neo-fascists. 
You are the oppressors, and you are the totalitarians. Call me what you want. Your names mean nothing to me anymore because you've abused the privilege to be able to communicate. We've got to take a sharp turn in this country because we're losing it. It's supposed to be freedom and opportunity for all, not just the loudest voice in the room. Right now, this morning's segment on Talkback with Chuck Wilde. Without further ado, I would like to go to the one and only Mr. Frank Savato. And uh, occasionally, well, actually just about every Monday, he comes from underground, pops his head up and says, Chuck, let me tell you about this one. All right. Mr. Savato, how are you? Mr. Wilder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every, every, every Monday I pop up and, uh, and, and I don't <laughs> see my shadow, and it scares the heck out of the nation for the next week. So. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Google says, we got to check this uh, guy out here before we let you go ahead and print this. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a religious it's, thing, you know. It's, 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 uh, a, it's, a, it's interesting that Google kind of rhymes with gulag. So. <clears throat> but it is, you know. It's, uh, it's always a warning. And then I say, I demand an investigation on this, a recount on it. And they always say, okay, you've now been approved. Uh, which is good. <laughs> good for them. I don't know. You mean, you mean they found more ballots? I, I don't know what it is. Yes, I tell you, it's uh, see. This is folks. This is like inside information. And number one, you shouldn't say folks. I learned that in radio. You should only talk to one person. You see, that's the secret. And in that way, you're they all feel like you're talking directly to them. As long as you don't start using the sexes, and now that even makes it safer for you because <laughs> you never know. Anyway. Um, some news slipping under the radar. Yes, we're going to look at some of this stuff here, and uh, very interesting, by the way. Uh, the first one I want to get into is this uh, California suspends mill funding. Wow, wait a minute. Is this like in schools? That's right. But guess what? It's for Christian preschools. Yes. Boy, oh boy. Does that tell you something right there? It absolutely should. I mean, the hypocrisy is dripping on this. If the the California legislature, and they say this all the time, we're, we care about the children. We want the children to be taken care of. It's all about the children. Uh, if, if they're truly meaningful in that, uh-huh. they wouldn't be penalizing children because of what's being taught in Christian schools by taking away food. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, how many that uh, to me, that to how me many bologna stunning. sandwiches can you eat, right? Well, it, it's just the concept. You can't yeah. say you care about children on one side and then pen, use children as the pawns in an ideological match. You you can't do that. Adults talk to themselves and negotiate amongst themselves, but you don't use children as as pawns in a game, especially a political game. This is reprehensible, and then just to give some some back knowledge on this, is that the San Diego County Christian Preschool is the one that was being focused on by California Social Services Department. They said because they're teaching traditional Christian values in in the understanding of gender being about the XX and the XY chromosomes, that. Well, you're teaching bigoted stuff, and we just can't allow that to happen, so we're going to starve your children. That's pretty much what it is. Tell me if I'm wrong here, okay, but 
I'm thinking a year ago, a year and a half ago, where I had a report about how the public schools no longer teach about, you know, how we landed on the moon, America landed on the moon first, because it, uh, it made the other children that were not, you know, diehard Americans, uh, it made them feel bad about their country. So they decided we're not going to really make a big emphasis on that. But it's so obvious, you know, that if you don't go for this crazy, you know, there's now 96 different sexes, right? Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. If you and, don't and go for that, you yeah. get penalized. And also, I think San Diego might have been one of the uh, places that I was talking about three or four years ago with guests uh, on the Christian schools in San Diego. Seems like that seems to be the target for some reason, San Diego. Have, have, yeah. if, when you go back I, with your uh, history of reporting, does it seem like San Diego pops up on these schools? being uh, published well, more they tar- they targeted san diego remember when you go back into the mid 2000s san diego was a was a very red area in california i had a republican mayor uh their county was a uh, was always provided republican votes in the elections uh much like orange county so the left targeted san diego to try and flip it and well they did and the attack keeps coming uh so you know, in California, and this is one of the issues, and I know we're getting a little off of this topic, but it's important. When you have an exodus of people from states because they can't take it anymore, you necessarily are going to have to go all blue first before anything changes. <laughs> because when conservatives say, that's enough, we're leaving for Texas or Florida or Tennessee or, or South Dakota, and they leave, that voter base leaves with it. So now you're just going to keep getting blue, 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 blue until it's so bad that it collapses upon itself. And when you start using children like this to force an ideology, and by the way, this is absolutely a, a, a slap in the face to the First Amendment. Oh, yeah the, yeah. the freedom of religion means that you get to adhere to the tenets of your religion, and the state shouldn't tell you what you can and can't believe. Well, they're saying, well, because we give you money, you, you're going to have to think the way we want to, or just don't don't teach what you believe in a in a parochial school. Well, Frank, you are the barrier of uh, bad news. So you tell <laughs> you tell the listeners what should they do. I mean, this should be like your number two priority. Okay, we're going to make it number two because you know they're going to screw up. And we're going to have a number one before you get around to this, but. What should they do? How do they contact social services? Or do you go directly to your representative if you just happen to know who they are? It depends on, on how socially responsible you want to be. I know the left talks about social justice, and, and that's really just a catchphrase because they've, they've found mm-hmm. a phrase that they can throw at you and say, well, you're against social justice? Well, no, it's just, you know, stop it. It's like Planned Parenthood. It means nothing. Um, to push back on this, you have to hit your elected officials. You, yeah. You've got to hit the people at, in Sacramento, and you've got to be relentless on it. Just don't fire off an email and say, okay, well, that's, I'm done with that. That's going to change. Mm-hmm. You ask them, so what's being done about this? You know, I have an old guest that, on, from the East Coast, the Reverend Dave Dobbenmeyer, and they, every time something like this would pop up, but see, he's way over there, and they're in, here in California. 
but they would uh, have their trucks. They have like four or five trucks, and they'd pull up there, those big old trucks, and they would be loaded with food and bread <laughs> and yeah. say, yeah, go ahead. We don't need your stinking you know, food, yeah. And and that's the way it used to be before mm-hmm. government got into education to the level that it is today. When when something happened like this, the charitable organizations and the and the NGOs would show up. Churches would be feeding their kids. Parents would right. be coming together to donate food. Yep. But because the government wants to be the alpha and the omega now and the bestower of rights, this is what happens. Now we've got you. You're dependent on our money, and and we're going to use your kids as pawns. Wouldn't surprise me at all if, you know, let's say somebody did take a bunch, couple of trucks down there loaded with food, that, uh, what's his face, uh, Trudeau, wouldn't slip down here from Canada and block those trucks. <laughs> so, well, you know, you know, you know what would probably happen is is the county would get involved with the health department, saying they don't know oh, where the food yeah. came from, where it was handled. Therefore, you can't give it to the children because, wait for it, yeah. we have to protect the children. So we're going to yeah. starve the children with one county agency and and one state law, but we're going to keep food from them because we just don't know where it came from, even though it's being donated by people through churches. But if it was crickets, it would still be the same because it's religious. You know, i got to tell you, listener, and it's my fault, uh, Frank Savato's got some fantastic stories here. And uh, I got on this first one, and it's like I could almost do an hour on this because it, uh, ooh, I almost used a bad word. It uh, it upsets me. I'll put it that way. Well, it, and, it, and it should. Yeah, It should. When we start, and, and this goes all the way down to what's being taught in the classrooms about, hey, maybe you're not a little boy. Yeah, Maybe you should think that you're a little girl. You know, it's okay to, to, to believe you're a little girl. Well, there are some kids in kindergarten who today want to be a cowboy, or tomorrow want to be a dinosaur, mm-hmm. or the next day want to be a doorknob. You don't facilitate disillusion. And there's no reason that our education system at any level should be broaching those kind of issues. Mm-hmm. If we're teaching critical thinking skills in schools, which is what the mission is, by the way, then we give them the tools to make decisions for themselves. We don't plant seeds of manipulation. Children trust their teachers because that's what they have been taught to do by their parents. Yeah. Going to school. Be good in class. Listen to your teacher and learn. Mm-hmm. And 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 the the educational academic community is abusing that privilege that parents give the education system. Teachers lose and, and, their and job. Yeah, if they if they teach the truth to the little kids. We say follow the science. Yet our you know <laughs> in, in a larger aspect, our federal government lies to us about the science. You have heard me, I'm sure. We got a minute before the break. Sorry, I'm taking so much of your time, but uh, <laughs> your show, <laughs> you, Chuck. You, you, no, it's our show. My goodness, who knows? Anyway, uh, I've used this before, and I don't. And I'm pretty sure I may have told you before. I would love to see any kid, male, female, go into the school. You know, whenever they're now saying you can be a girl or you can be a boy. Okay, all right, and say. I am a cow. That's quite all right, Frank. You can be a cow. And then the next day, when Frank is at school, two bales of hay are delivered inside the classroom, okay, 
because Frank is now a cow. And then just wait until he has to go number one or number two, and especially <laughs> number two, right? Because cows don't go in the bathroom. They, you no, see, they're 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 too big and they can't reach the handle. You know what I'm saying? So there Chuck, you go. If you're, if you're in San Francisco, it doesn't matter. You can just go wherever you want. You know that is true. Boy, things <laughs> are getting so bad. Hey, we're going to take a break, and uh, we'll get off this subject. We only got about twenty-five more to go here. Anyway, it's uh, news under the headlines, and I'm glad we got this one out. The next one is uh, behind corporate America's love affair with the trans movement. Yes, so we'll not even move on. It'll be another trans, okay? It's the trend. That is the trans. Chuck, yes. Frank Savato, host of the Underground USA podcast, will return. And his website is www.undergroundusa.com. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mom's tea. You know, earlier today I went on with a story about billionaire Hanzor Weiss, W-Y-S-S, Soviet, I'm sorry, Soviet, (laughs) gee, Swiss national, but he lives in Wyoming, and uh, he's uh, another George Soros, which brings us to behind corporate America love affair with the trans movement, and he gets involved in this too. Uh, Tell us about this one. Well, if if you see the whole... uh the whole Bud Light controversy that's going on today yeah. that's that's really got people frothing up, and, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to make this disclaimer every time I talk about this subject. I don't care what you do. You know, I, I'm, I'm a heterosexual white male Catholic. I don't care what you do behind closed doors. I really don't. I don't care what you identify as. I don't care about your sex life. I don't care. I care about you trying to make it part of my life when I don't need it to be part of my life. Ah, may I, I say, yes. Give me a Lisa, you know, give me a Lisa, yes. <laughs> when, you, when you look at the percentages of the population that are affected by this, by the LGBTQ and the trans issues, it's less than 6%. Yeah. You know, the, the extreme, it's less than 6%. Uh, homosexuals probably a lot more and okay god bless i don't care i don't care but the radicals who shout people down who you know we just saw the we just saw the uh the collegiate swimmer be attacked by by a trans um uh, a trans athlete or a, a trans protester uh-huh. um literally physically attacked because she's saying hey it's not fair that people who are actually men are competing in women's sports. <laughs> you know, that that radical part that needs to protest and say, you will accept me and you will accept me at your dinner table and you'll accept me in your living room and you'll accept me in your brain. You know, do whatever you want. Stay out of my face. 
that's the disclaimer. Well, now we find out that they have a lobbying arm in the corporate equity index that that literally blackmails corporations into oh. promoting this this trans and LGBTQ agenda. Yeah, they issue report cards. They they say that you're bigoted. They use very aggressive language, and so you see Anheuser Bush putting putting women guys dressed as women on their beer cans and celebrating their 365 days as a fake woman. You see men dressed as women getting Women of the Year awards and and winning golf female you know female golf tournaments. It, it's it's ridiculous, but they've got a lobbying arm. Frank, and it's by the well way, uh, over over the weekend they had a parade in Hollywood. I guess it is, you know, uh, and big big turnout. It really surprised me at the amount of people that you know that was pushing for the whole trans and the whole you know that whole thing. And I'm saying, boy, you know, you never see somebody that's uh, going for their favorite candidate with a parade like that. But you do see it like at Trump rallies, you know, definitely, you know, bigger than their, their gay turnout. But And I know you when you talk about 6%, I always use that a lot, and people say, oh, no, it's, it's, it's got to be 20 or 30 or 40. No, it's that uh, they've got so many people, you know, that uh, are jumping. They're letting them uh, pull their own their strings, so to speak, you know. So, yeah, and that, uh, yeah. that that 6% is is what coming was, from the Kinsey is the Kinsey yeah. report which is not a, a right-wing mm-hmm. radical organization it's rather liberal. What was the you name know, of the black black man that used to, you know, uh warn well not warn but uh threaten, you know, big corporations, you know, you had to contribute. Oh, which one? Yeah, I'm Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, I mean they're all they're all extorters. Yeah, I think it was Sharpton, yeah. You know, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. boycott your stuff. We'll go outside and pick it. Most so of those it's basically people, the same thing with what's going on with the trans movement, right? Except except the left has understood that they get to pay people now. <laughs> you know, yeah. paid agitators. That's that's what they do. So a crowd that should be eight, they pay people to come out, professional protesters, and make <laughs> it look like eight hundred. Yeah, that's what Antifa. That's BLM. It's all of that, and then you have the the intellectually disenfranchised youth who need something to protest to feel like they belong. Yeah, I'll let uh, Frank wrap this one up. We'll come back in a moment. We'll go all the way to Turkey. Yeah, what's wrong with Turkey? Are you going to tell us that Thanksgiving? Nah, it's a whole different story. Okay, Frank Savato, UndergroundUSA.com. We'll return in just a moment. For over a century, local radio has evolved with the needs of the community. From politics to pop culture, we keep you informed, bringing you the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text radio to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. So uh, 6%, uh, I guess we can move on from that and get into uh, another one here where, uh, once again, somebody doesn't like Israel, right? 
Yeah, this is. We should have seen this one coming a thousand miles away. Uh, the Turkish president Recep Tayyip Erdogan, and everybody just calls him Erdogan because no one knows how to say the other, the other two names. Um, after weaseling his way into the NATO alliance, uh, weaseling his country into the NATO alliance in Turkey, uh, has now come out and said, "Hey, the entire Islamic community should stand together against Israel." Wow, you know that—that's not really one of the tenets of being a NATO uh, a NATO member. As a matter of fact, you're supposed you're supposed to uh, not be aggressive as a NATO member. It's a defensive organization, but this guy's Islamofascist tendencies have have finally emerged on the main stage, and that's because we have a diplomatic corps in Washington D.C. under the Biden administration that has failed completely failed. They have failed in making sure that the intersection of communist China and Russia never happened. They've failed at um, making sure that the communist Chinese did not take over a major role as a negotiating peacemaker in the world. They've failed at making sure that there isn't an access that can coalesce against the powers of freedom around the globe to extend totalitarianism. So uh, I'd fail to see any accomplishment they've had. And, and by the way, now the Biden administration is coming out saying, well, maybe we should talk to Iran about their nuclear ambitions. <laughs> so I think that I, horse is out of the barn. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But Israel, you know, is such a large country and so threatening, you know. Gee whiz. Well, they do pack a punch when you, when you, well, when you, when you go after them. And, they do and, know how to fight, you know, and I, you know, uh, I constantly uh, have as a as a frequent guest, you know, uh, the former mayor of uh, Shiloh, Israel, over there, uh, uh, David uh, David Rubin, yes, and you know, it's uh, it's just they won't leave them alone, you know. Uh, yeah, it's and they, and throughout time they haven't. If you go, if you believe in in uh, in the in the religious books you, you can go all the way back to the days yeah. that they were being subjugated by the egyptians no one has ever left the jewish people alone they finally got a state yeah. sanctioned by the un by the way <laughs> this is a, this is a the, the un said hey you know they have they've got a country we recognize the country that's it they're sovereign they have it and the and the middle eastern community the islamic community has never accepted that they want to, as the Palestinians say, push them into the sea. Yeah. And of you know, course, and, uh, and yeah. when you when you go to the UN and listen to how they talk about Israel, they let everybody talk about how they're the, Israel's the aggressor, how they need to be held up on sanctions, how we must condemn them, but they're never the ones that actually start anything over there. And of course, you know, uh, President Trump, great friend, you know, did a lot of things for them that were good. While he was in service, and that upset the Obama administration. Oh, I'm sorry, the Biden administration. Yes, okay. Same, so. same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's the same people. You know, it's still Susan Power. It's still Susan Rice. It's still Valerie Jarrett. It's still Eric Holder. Yeah. And they are vehemently foam-at-the-mouth pro-Palestinian. And let's not forget Valerie Jarrett, who was... Who was the spreader of bad news. <laughs> well, spreader of bad news, but she was affixed to Barack Obama. He yeah. went nowhere without her puppet strings 
at hand. She's Iranian. She was born in Tehran. So what what did you what did we expect from this neo-fascist far-left cabal these globalists who don't want freedom they want a new world order that's lockstep with the the oligarchic elites they they'd rather listen to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum and George Soros and let's just sit down at Davos and centrally plan the entire world out screw sovereignty so why do we expect anything different? You know, when Biden was able to be installed as president, and you notice how I, I use yeah. different verbiage there. Yes. Um, when he was installed as president, it was full throttle forward as fast as they could for the four years that he was going to be in there, because what he wants to accomplish is so incredibly egregious that only the intellectually stunted would seek to reelect him to office. So he's got to do as much damage as he possibly can in advancing this new world order globalist garbage. Wow. All right. So many good ones here from Frank today. Let's get to uh, Iran. I know we've mentioned him a few times, but uh, they have installed cameras. Uh, kind of an interesting thing here. And at first, uh, when I first saw it, I thought, Ooh, are they still wearing masks because of COVID nineteen over there, or something? Like, you know, no, but that's, the, no that's, it's, that's it's all, different. That's only, that's only in Michigan, New York, and California. Yeah, really. Um, no, if we if you recall, the media briefly touched on these massive protests that were happening over in right. Iran, uh, led by women who were Keep. who were tired of the hijab and the burqa. And remember, last year those women kept disappearing. Remember the ones that were protesting? Absolutely, yeah, they were right they left. were brought to Avion prison, beaten, killed, raped, tortured, and and put in a hole. And right. that was it. Well, you know, we we condemned it for about fifteen seconds in the mainstream media. Biden didn't say anything about it. No one from the West came to the aid of the of the Iranian people again. When, when they had massive protests in the street that could have been turning points in that in that nation for their totalitarian regime, no one came to their aid. And now, instead of going, okay, well, we get it, we're going to lighten up a little bit so that we can get the calm down over here, they've said, no, you're, you're going to wear the giant garbage bag, and if you don't, we're going to find out who you are, and you will be detained, tortured, raped, and put into a hole. So, you know, why the West will talk about this? If you bring up Iran and the treatment of women, you get all of this sugar-coated BS from people who are elected and who are in the State Department about how they, they care and they want to change, and they're there to support the Iranian people against this horrible totalitarian Islamo-fascist group of people who aren't, they're not Persian, they're not Iranian. These, these people came and co-opted a country with a revolution. They're not indigenous to Iran, the mullahs. They're not. But we don't do anything to help them. Just like Cuba. The Cuban people have been in the streets and still are, by the way, and we do nothing to help them. But we'll make sure to give hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine and and hundreds of billions of dollars more in military equipment to Ukraine to fight a proxy war with Russia that we didn't need to be involved in. Frank, I hope they're not listening, but 
I was just thinking about you're talking what's going on over there in Cuba and nothing's being done. Wouldn't this be the perfect time for Russia to try one more time to put missiles in Cuba? Of course. Yeah, perfect course, guy in office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you can you could even put them in Venezuela. You might be able to put with them in the Florida. Well, <laughs> I think with I think with Ron DeSantis, that's oh, not going right, to happen. Right, all right. New Jersey, okay. New Jersey, yeah, you could probably get them. You probably get them downtown New York. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, the, now the expansion of this totalitarian power, whether it be from Russia, whether it be from communist China, now whether it be from a unified is Islamo fascist Middle East, who's going to stop them? What we are, we've depleted our our military defense capabilities to a to an alarming extent by giving our our armaments to Ukraine. Right now, there are some people in the Pentagon who speak truth, who say we we could never fight a two front war right now in a win, ever. And if China decides to go full on with the United States, it's a coin flip on whether we would survive. Yeah. You know, and just this past uh, weekend, you know, here they go. Uh, what's the word? I guess harassing. What's the What's the island over there where they're gonna? Oh, Taiwan. Taiwan. Thank you, boy. I went blank there. Taiwan on. I see. I know how to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they they even scrambled. China even scrambled fighter jets to harass the uh, the U.S. congressional delegation that was leaving. Yeah, that's what it was. Taiwan. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's, you know, there's a line in the sand when it comes to this stuff. It's not like they didn't know who was on the plane. It's not like they didn't know it was a diplomatic mission. Mm-hmm. But they scrambled fighter jets to harass that. They're not, they, they are not intimidated by the United States anymore. And they demonstrate it all the time. You know what? You know it's going to get bad when they start dropping water balloons. No. You ever have a water no. balloon fight? I know you did, Frank. Yeah. They've, the they've already... <laughs> they've already flo- they've already floated that balloon. Yeah, well, I, remember when people used to fill the balloons up with water and uh, and have water fights? Did you ever do that? No, uh, when you know we are really? dating when ourselves. You were a kid, you uh, didn't do that. Oh yeah. Oh, of course, but that's back in the '60s before actually yeah. before words were weapons. Yeah, and now you get penalized for wasting water. Yeah. Yeah, you throw you throw a water balloon today, and that's an offensive act that could probably land you in the gulag. You know, uh, a moment ago, we uh, I brought up, really, and you and I got into it, uh, about George Soros. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to talk about, uh, you have one, Europe should reduce the dependence on the U.S. dollar, become a third power. That's uh, what uh, Macron, Macron, yeah, says. That's, that's, uh, that's, the, that, that's the French president. He's... Uh, yeah. He's literally said point blank that he doesn't he doesn't want France to be part of World War III, alluding to the Ukrainian conflict, uh-huh. and he is decoupling himself from the U.S. dollar to reserve the right to trade in any other currency that he wants. And this comes after a meeting with the communist Chinese president. <laughs> so if if people can't read the writing on the wall, they better get glasses. Because this Chinese president is not playing around. He wants to displace the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. That is going to affect our economy directly. And you will see a recession like you have never seen before. It will rival the Depression. May it get so bad that you can't use the U.S. dollar in uh, the Ukraine? Well, I'll tell you what. It makes a very strong argument for cryptocurrency. 
Yeah, really. Because when the banks can't manipulate, when the government and the banks can't manipulate the worth of the dollar by just printing more money, and you can use Bitcoin or Ethereum for, for transactions, you're doing the same thing that the French president is doing. You're decoupling from the U.S. dollar because the U.S. dollar is becoming less and less of a value holder. And that's what the Chinese are trying to do, and they're not going to stop until they can make that happen. So we need to be able to have the U.S. economy not completely dependent on the U.S. dollar because of the mismanagement of the Federal Reserve and the Biden administration. It's sad. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll tell you. You know, we have a couple of minutes here before the break, and we've been mentioning George Soros quite a, quite a bit. Uh, now, let me see if I'm right on this, because I may be totally wrong, but didn't George Soros, when he was a young kid, go around with his father in Germany and help him uh, do something, take money from people or whatever? He was that- he he levied the tax on the undesirables. He helped the Nazis, right. the Nazi party, by collecting taxes from the undesirables. Yeah. So now, so by by definition, yeah. he's a Nazi collaborator. That's never been brought to justice. So now, and and, and, by, <laughs> and by the way, the country of Hungary uh-huh. is going after him for that. Oh, really? Okay. They they are they have a full blown investigation to everything that he did in his youth, and they want to hold him accountable for the atrocities he committed during World War II. We'll see where that goes. Well, we got good news, bad news. So they're going after him for that. The bad news is that. Like his father, uh, George has a son, and uh, Alexandria, yeah. And guess yeah, Alex- what? He's got a free pass to the White House thanks to Joe well, Biden. And, wow. and he's more of and he's more of an ideologue than his father. Really? So if you thought yeah. that this was going to go away when George Soros entered Dante's circle, you're mistaken. It's going to get supercharged because there's going to be somebody who's in his youth there to take over the Open Society Institute and have all that money, and he's more radical and, and, and less stable than his father. And you're right. Oh, he's, got a, he's got an open door to the White House right now, 14 yeah. times in the last year. Gets to go to all these number one uh, meetings they have, right? Wow. Well, he gets, to meet with, he gets to meet with the chief of staff to the president. That's, pretty, that's important to note, because Run. that's... Ron Klain, or yeah. used to be Ron Klain. Um, you know, that is, when, you, when you've got a seat at, across the table from the chief of staff to the president of the United States, you've got the president of the United States. And you know this Ron Klain, the advisor, uh, now I'm not, you know, really prejudiced against anybody's name, but Nina Srivastava. Yeah, it sounds a little Russian. That kind of sounds like, uh, like maybe she knows uh, that guy over there in Russia, you know, that rides horses bareback, naked almost. Well, I, you know, she she could be a very wonderful human being. I yeah. I tend to say that with a raised eyebrow because she works for she used to work for Ron Klain and and is in the <laughs> Biden White House. I think they're all a bunch of people who would much rather see the United States on the tra- on the trash heap of history. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> You know. Yeah. Break time, Frank Savato. Boy, it's gone by fast today. Uh, remember, it's undergroundusa.com. 
And you can hear him twice weekly, the Captain America, Third Watch, syndicated nationally on Salem and Genesis Communications. We shall be right back. Don't let biased algorithms or degree screens or exclusive professional networks or stereotypes. Don't let anything keep you from discovering the half of the workforce who are stars. Workers skilled through alternative routes rather than a bachelor's degree. It's time to tear the paper ceiling and see the stars beyond it. Find out how you can make stars part of your talent strategy at tearthepaperceiling.org. Brought to you by Opportunity at Work and the Ad Council. You know, Frank, uh, it's really interesting how there is so much going on. And I want to get your take on, you know, I realize that we have a lot of uh, radio, TV, uh, you know, and there's also a lot of, uh, especially TV news, that Mm -hmm. covers up most of what's going on, you know. And about the only thing you get is, you know, maybe Newsmax and Fox and one or two other, you know, uh, affiliates. And But, you know, thank goodness for talk radio because, you know, we're getting a lot of this stuff out and it's a surprise to some people. And some people say, you know, they got to be kidding. That's not going on. You know, George Soros couldn't be doing that. You know, and look at the trouble that Trump is in right now. Who do you think put the guy there that's after Trump and paid for the whole thing? None other than George Soros. And you wonder, how in the world can one billionaire cause so much havoc for the United States of America? It's, it's just no, uh, he's a big part of it, but there are many others. Oh, the, yeah. the, the, the majority of, of Silicon Valley is, is not not friendly to uh, American sovereignty and and the American ideal. Peter Lewis is another one from progressive <laughs> from progressive insurance. He's he, he wants to be George Soros and, and spends money like George Soros when it comes to manipulating public perception about things. Um, to, for Newsmax and Fox, they've got their own agendas as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you read some of the stories over there, and you're really only getting one side and a mention of something else. Talk radio allows you to sit down and have a conversation about it. And that that necessarily leads you to understand both sides of an issue. Whether you agree with it or not is up to you, but that's the beauty of talk radio. Talk radio is the dialogue that the left always says we need to have. And just because they hate what's being said doesn't yeah. make it any less of a conversation. You know, and that's why people who consume talk radio, and I believe the studies will bear me out on this, People who listen to podcasts and consume talk radio on on current events and political issues and, and items in the news are much more informed on what they're talking about than the people who watch cable news. And that's because cable news is propagandizing from a viewpoint, from a captured editorial board. Talk radio doesn't have that. It's so, so amazing, I'm, you know, and, and uh, I know that uh, certain programs on Fox will take and show what all of the major new uh, TV networks did, you know, other than Fox or one of the, you know, the others. But, you know, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, blah, 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 right? And how they, it's like they get a memo early in the morning. And 
what was the one uh, that they were insurrection? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, January 6th was an insurrection. And it's like, you know damn well that they had, they weren't thinking about, I'm going to call it an insurrection, you know, when they woke up in the morning and found out what happened. It's like, yeah. here's your was, talking points. <laughs> so it, wasn't in the, it wasn't in the water. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> wasn't in the water, right. Okay, sir, thank you very much. I look forward to our next meeting. Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon, Chuck. All right. Thank you, Swade. Thank you for listening. And uh, no animals were injured during the production of this program. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment and a rating if your platform lets you, and sign up for our substack at undergroundusa.com. We're independent journalism, and that's where the truth lives. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.